It's been about six months since I started the Bells and Whistles Theater, which is kind of the creative home of this podcast now. It's where I release all the upcoming episodes, extra scenes, and standalone short stories. I'm working on my second short story now. And if you're curious about how things are going with the podcast, if I will keep podcasting, uh, and if I am able to survive as a creator, I have just published a free episode of my In the Wings Behind the Scenes podcast, where I discuss um, how I feel about the Bells and Whistles Theater in the Lesbian Romantic Podcast and its future right now. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for free, and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind-the-scenes podcast. All right, let's get to this episode. Hello, wonderful people. I am back with public and free episodes. So this is episode 32 of Connection Revealed. I know it's been a while. And uh, yeah, but for those of you who save up episodes until you can hear uh, the entire story, we're going to get things moving again on this public free feed. And if you can't wait to hear more, if you want to find out what happens next in the story, part 33, 34, and 35 are already available for theater members on Patreon. So if you want to find out more about that, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic to see if you too want to support the show, help me keep this going, and listen to those next episodes. All right, let's get started. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is Connection Revealed, Part 32. September 23rd, 2063. Monique Biden Hospital, San Francisco, Fire Blue Territory, North American Province. 7.15 a.m. local time. <laughs> Eleanor Lucas laughed, and it made Michelle angry. Jade scrambled up from the floor, groaning. Are you okay? Michelle asked, ignoring Lucas's mocking laughter. Jade dusted off her knees. I'm fine, she muttered tensely. Then softer, she added. Thank you. They held each other's gaze for a moment. A wave of intense emotions flooded Michelle. It had been so long since she'd cared about anyone or anything, but something about Jade made her want to protect her. She cleared her throat. <clears throat> what are you doing here? Lucas huffed, still shaking her head in disbelief. <laughs> this is my hospital. Arching an eyebrow, Michelle asked. Is it? I thought it was named after your aunt. Bingo. That hit a nerve. Luxa's cheeks paled and the muscles in her neck shifted as she swallowed slowly. The rebel leader suddenly looked so tired that Michelle thought she might cry. One nil for me, Michelle thought, then immediately felt guilty about it. She cleared her throat again, confused. 
I'm not here to play games, Lucas said quietly. This is not a game, Jade interjected before Michelle could say anything else. Michelle almost died. Lucas's eyes flicked to Michelle, then back to Jade. The doctor said she'll be fine. Allergic reactions like that are very common. It was your fault I got one, Michelle said firmly. And I need you to get us out of here. You're holding us hostage. Lucas leaned back against the door of the room. You didn't have to run away from the cabin, she replied softly. And you insisted my people take you to the hospital. No, she asked for help because she was suffocating, Jade snapped. Sure, Lucas said sarcastically, but Michelle hadn't missed the brief flash of guilt on her face. Again, the rebel leader looked exhausted. For a brief moment, and it really was very brief, Michelle wanted to ask Eleanor Lucas if she was okay. She found this incredibly disconcerting, considering that being concerned about Lucas's well-being basically amounted to treason. At least, it would have for the old Michelle. When is the doctor coming? Jade asked, her voice a little softer. I want to know that Michelle is out of the woods. The doctor is ready to discharge her, Lucas answered a little too eagerly. I already spoke with her, and I'm here to take you both with me. Michelle sat up. Where to? Eleanor Lucas took in a deep breath. To my team of scientists. Jade gasped, excited. Really? Michelle threw her a warning glance. Jade showed her emotions too easily, making her an easy target for manipulation by Lucas. Why? Michelle asked, before Jade could make it even easier for Lucas. Why now? Lucas ignored her, keeping her gaze on Jade instead. You can analyze your data at one of our facilities. You have the rest of the day. You can share your findings with my scientists tonight. But I want you out of here first thing tomorrow. Jade's eyes flickered to meet Michelle's. We need to discuss this, Michelle told Lucas. It's not really up for discussion, Lucas replied, crossing her arms. You can come with me? or I will have you brought back to the border straight away. We'll do it, Jade said. Now, Michelle threw Jade a furious glance. Jade shrugged. You can't travel through the desert in this state. You need extra time to recover. Michelle lifted her hand to protest, but the IV held her back, proving Jade's point. Someone will be here to get that out any moment now, Lucas remarked dryly, pushing herself off of the door. You'll be leaving this hospital in the next hour either way. Fine, Michelle sighed, even though nothing about this was fine. September 23rd, 2063. San Francisco. Fire Blue Territory. North American Province. 8.30 a.m. Local Time. Jade wanted to calm down, but she couldn't. Outside her window, San Francisco passed by very slowly. The car was stuck in a traffic jam, and Jade wished she could enjoy this time to study the city. Life here looked fascinating. Jade thought she could probably live here. 
San Francisco was a lot less overwhelming than the cities back home, even on this busy morning. Jade pictured herself walking these streets, holding Michelle's hand. Well, that's never going to happen, she immediately thought and glanced to her side. Michelle was looking a bit better now. Earlier, she had been very pale, and Jade had been worried sick that Michelle had left the hospital too soon. Maybe she should have pushed back harder and told Lucas to go to hell with her ultimatum. Jade had seen the disapproval in Michelle's eyes back in the hospital room, and it had made something crumble inside her. She prided herself on not needing other people's approval, but apparently she now cared about Michelle's. Lucas had ordered them to follow her out of the hospital as soon as Michelle's IV had been removed. The president's security detail had stayed out of the way as they had walked through the nearly empty hallways. Jade had been a nervous wreck by the time they were put into the back of this car. Lucas had taken the front seat, surprising both Michelle and Jade. Only one team member of Lucas's security detail had stayed with them, the driver. This was all very weird. It almost seemed too good to be true, and Jade knew that this usually meant something was seriously wrong. She couldn't shake the feeling that she had stepped into a trap of some sort. But this wasn't what had her feeling so tense. No, what really troubled her was the fear that she might have already lost Michelle's respect again. And she had managed to do it right after Michelle had admitted they were a couple, or at least... That's what Jade thought Michelle had meant. Maybe she was reading too much into what Michelle had said in a moment of surprise. She ran a hand through her hair and let out a sigh, immediately regretting it. Jade placed both of her hands on the car seat, willing them to stop shaking. She focused on her breathing, taking slow breaths, and gave up on watching the city around her. Next to her, Michelle shifted in her seat. Elle glanced in the rearview mirror. Michelle Becker was gazing out of the window, while Turner, the scientist, studied Becker intently. Her face displayed a mix of despair, excitement, and longing, if such an expression were possible. She's a good actress, Elle thought to herself, and returned her gaze to the road ahead. The driver was going as fast as he possibly could. However, mornings were always busy downtown, so progress was slow. He was doing his best to leave the city quickly. Elle watched pedestrians rushing towards offices. She noticed other drivers next to them shaking their heads in frustration due to the traffic jam they had been stuck in. A smile spread across her face as she saw the people waiting in line at a coffee shop on the corner. I'm responsible for all these people. She suddenly thought. Her smile faded away. Life seemed so normal sometimes here, especially in the city. It was easy to forget how precarious the rebels' situation really was. They lived on a small patch of land, surrounded by a global enemy. Yet they still went about their days in very similar ways to those living under global rule. The rebels may have led different lives than most of the world. 
However, Al was sure the people in global territory cities were standing in line for coffee too, only staring at some type of device instead of chatting with each other. Al was suddenly curious about what Michelle Becker was thinking about the sights she saw all around her. Did she think the rebels led a bygone life? Did she want to destroy it all? She looked in the rearview mirror again. Something had changed in the back seat, she immediately observed. Turner appeared much more relaxed, even relieved. Becker, too, seemed a lot less tense, and there was even the tiniest of smiles on her lips. Mel frowned, immediately feeling like she had lost control again. She had been able to convince Becker and Turner to come with her easily enough. Perhaps too easily. What was she missing here? Were they outmaneuvering her again? Elle had told Becker and Turner that she would take them somewhere to study Turner's data. And she would indeed take Turner there. But there was no way she was letting Michelle Becker anywhere near that building or the team inside it. Elle had other plans for Michelle Becker. She hadn't told them back in the hospital, of course. Elle had wanted to take Becker by surprise when there was no turning back. She also didn't want Turner to hear where Michelle was going. What were they doing in bed together? Elle asked herself for the hundredth time in the last hour. It wasn't that she was naive. She knew what they must have been doing in bed. Or pretending to unless they had actually not intended her to walk in and catch them, and they actually were a couple. Who knew? These mind games were getting tiresome. Al felt incredibly tired, bone-tired and weary. Surely life wasn't meant to be this complicated. Why couldn't everyone just be up front? Why couldn't she? When had she stopped being an honest person? Maybe she was like her aunt after all. She was grateful the driver was there with her. If not, she might do something crazy such as trying to have a real conversation with Michelle Becker. Something made her want to connect with these women, and it was beyond confusing. She couldn't believe how desperate she was. She shouldn't have wanted to talk to two strangers in the backseat of her car. Instead, she should have been opening up to her partner, Louise. I'm falling apart, Elle thought. I'm ruining everything. Something had slipped through her fingers in these past days. Elle had no idea what it was or if she ever could get it back. Tears stung in the back of her eyes and she had to clear her throat. She wished this day would be over so she would know where she stood. In the meantime, the car had barely moved, still stuck in traffic. Everywhere around them, people's lives played out. Al watched unsuspecting citizens pass by and felt like she had let every single one of them down. Al finally turned in her seat, intending to say something about the traffic but her eyes fell on Turner's hand resting in Becker's lap. She stared at it, too dumbfounded to say anything. Becker and Turner looked back at her now, 
both blushing a little. They really do like each other, Elle thought, and realized she could use it to her advantage. This was part 32 of Connection Revealed. If you want to keep listening today and find out what happens next, remember part 33, 34, and 35 are now available at patreon.com slash lesbianromantic. If you sign up for the theater, you can start listening today because patrons always get early access to the latest episodes and lots of extras like extra scenes, poetry Thursday, vlog updates. Uh, We're really having fun in the theater. So if you want to find out more about it, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic. I am still looking for the super fans who want to join the theater and help to keep this podcast going. So if you're interested in uh, sending that help, becoming part of our wonderful theater and uh, help keep this show going, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic to find out more. All right, next up for me is recording a Valentine's Day extra scene for the theater and so if you want to have access to that again (laughs) go check it out Um, but that is all for this public free feed see you in two weeks